0: Hello and welcome to the East Baltimore Graffiti Church's podcast. We are so excited to have you join us today. If you have any questions or comments, please email us at ebgraffitichurch at gmail.com. Or you can check us out on our website at ebgraffitichurch.org. All right, good morning. Hey, everyone, if you would like to turn with me in your Bibles or uh, most of our scripture, most of our scripture will be in front of you uh, on the screen as well. Uh, this morning, we're, we're embarking on our series, Why Church. Uh, if that sounds vaguely familiar to you, uh, if you were here in 2018 across the street, uh, this is when we began this series on church membership, and several things went crazy, and we never finished it. But God is really, um, so we as a church family are moving towards and into church membership. And we're going to talk about why church. Why was Jesus, why were the apostles so serious about this thing called church, right? And so we're going to go on a four-week series here, and you can see it right there uh, to give you a little heads up here. We're going to talk this morning about church membership. Next week, we're going to talk about maturity, growing in one's faith. Uh, Then we're going to talk about ministry, right? Right. How is God? Where is God calling me? What is it like? What does it mean when we talk about serving God uh, in our, through our, out, out of our local church? And then, of course, mission. The mission to which God has called all followers of Jesus, but the mission to which God has called us as his church church universal, but we're talking about church specific, right? What is the mission of East Baltimore Graffiti Church and how is God or is God calling me to be a part of that? That's where we're going the next four weeks. Uh, Next slide, please. And so you will see uh, at East Baltimore Graffiti Church, uh, at East Baltimore Graffiti Church, We are sharing the gospel and love of Jesus Christ with the men, women, and boys and girls of East Baltimore, um, encouraging all as they are becoming uh, fully developed followers of Jesus Christ. So you'll hear me use this phrase, a fully developing follower of Jesus, okay? And uh, I won't speed. My concern this morning is I'll preach way too long and you guys will get cold again. But... Just five or six things this morning uh, about the church and why Jesus and why the apostles and sometime and and why we are passionate about the church. So one thing that we see here in the Gospels in Matthew, Matthew four eighteen through twenty two. Jesus is talking to a few of his future disciples first thing we see here Jesus invites you invites me Jesus invites you to come and follow Jesus invites you to come and follow as Jesus was walking beside the Sea of Galilee (coughs) he saw two brothers Simon called Peter and his brother Andrew they were casting a net into the lake for they were fishermen come follow me Jesus said And I will send you out to fish for people. At once, they left their nets and followed him. I apologize. I believe that's in the NASB. And I imagine, I I think I am reading out of the NIV today. Shame on me. So so what does it mean to become a follower of Jesus? You know what happened to these guys, right? They left their jobs. (coughs) They left their father. They left their family. And they followed Jesus. Now, you know, these guys, they lived with Jesus. They slept in the same place. They walked. They suffered hardship together. Uh, This continues. This sermon will be real short this morning. They served Jesus. They followed Jesus. They lived with him. These guys ate together. They became very close. But again, (laughs) they were followers. They were becoming followers of Jesus. We see in the Gospel of John, even, When the two disciples, verse 37, (laughs) when the two disciples heard him say this, they followed Jesus. Turning around, Jesus saw them following and said, What do you want? They said, Rabbi, where are you staying? Come, he replied, and you will see. (laughs) So the second thing we see, Jesus invites you to come and see. So they went and saw where he was staying. And they spent the day with him, and it was about four in the afternoon. Now, here are these notes in this sermon that is not original to me, in which we're (coughs) talking about uh, becoming a fully developing follower of Jesus. Most importantly, number three here, Jesus offers you love and acceptance. Now, listen, you and I don't accept Jesus into our hearts, right? He calls us to salvation. I won't get up on my soapbox today because there's not time for that today, but let me repeat myself. You and I don't accept Jesus into our heart and take him around with us in our lives where we want to go. Remember, we are becoming fully developing followers of Jesus Christ, and so Jesus calls us to salvation. When we respond to Jesus and we follow him, we are following his lead. He is Lord and Savior. I am the follower. Amen? But so, again, um, you'll see on the screen here in a minute, and I'm not going to, uh, I'm not going to reread it right now, but if you were to turn with me in Ephesians for just a moment, I want us to be very clear today, very clear today about what it means (coughs) when we say, that I'm a follower of Jesus Christ and that he is my Lord and my Savior. Ephesians chapter 2. And you are dead in your trespasses and sins in which you formerly walked. Jesus is talking to Christians here. (coughs) According to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, of the spirit that is now working in the sons of disobedience. This is not a pretty picture, friends. Prior to knowing Jesus Christ, right? I belonged to the devil. I was a son of disobedience. The Bible says I was spiritually, spiritually dead. But God, right? Don't we like that? But God being rich in mercy because of his great love with which he loved us, even when we were dead in our transgressions, made us alive together with Christ. By grace, you have been saved. And raised us up with him and seated us with him in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus, so that in the ages to come he might show the surpassing riches of his grace and kindness toward us in Christ Jesus. For by grace you have been saved through faith, and that not of yourselves. It is the gift of God, not as a result of works, so that no one may boast. For we are his workmanship. <laughs> Created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand so that we would walk in them. So it is a reality that we are spiritually dead, separated from God because of our sinfulness. The other day I stopped by, I was here by myself, and I pulled up to the back gate and I had to get some stuff unloaded into the garage door over there. And. <laughs> this girl scared me to death, man. She popped up out of nowhere. It's Greenmount Avenue, right? It's Boone Street Alley. I can tell you stories of uh, some of you. You know them. Pops up out of nowhere, and I'm kind of like, oh, wow, that's scary. And <clears throat> of course, she asked me if I had a dollar, and I shared a graffiti mantra that, you know, we don't give out cash here at graffiti, but how can I help you? What, what's going on? And so the conversation ensued. Young lady from South Baltimore, up here in the Boone Street Alley, <clears throat> I'm not sure. Uh, I'm sure she was not up here looking for Jesus. And I said, you know, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna blow this opportunity today. Uh, I asked her her name, she told me, and I said, so what is your relationship with God? I, I, what does that mean to you if I ask you that? And she just looked at me and I said, she said she used to go to church. And I said, do you know Jesus? She said, yeah. I said, do you know Jesus as your savior? But she started to nod her head and she smiled and then she said yes. And so I really wanted to talk to her a little bit more about the gospel. I said, whatever happens, right? Give her a bottle of water, something to eat to take with her, whatever it may be. But I was really glad that God had my attention the other day, Friday. I'm loading boxes. She was trying to get a couple dollars for a smoke or something else, right? And I asked her directly, I said, you know, are, are you an addicted person? Uh, and I shared just 90 seconds of my story with her. I, I could tell she didn't have much patience, uh, much more patience. And she said, yes, I am. And she was very honest. And I said, you know, if you would like to, if you would like to, uh try <laughs> trying to tell me something? Thank you, Diane. Um, I said, if you'd like to go to detox, I'll take you right now. I said or if you ever come back around here and you see somebody here and you want to go to detox you tell them I said do you uh, do you want your life to be different and you know she wasn't sure it was really sad she couldn't answer that question. the reality was no she didn't want her life to be different she said pastor I'm, I'm feeling kind of sick right now and I need to get a pill I, I brutally honest I appreciated that and yet my desire was for her to know Jesus you see I, I'm really convicted, and this this goes to us being the church. It does. I'm really convicted. We feed hungry people. We tutor kids. We do it in Jesus' name. We share the gospel, right? Um, if we have clothes and people are cold, or they need a pair of shoes and we have them, hey, you can have it. You know, we we love our community. We do. But God is convicting me that <laughs> regardless of someone's station in life. <laughs> whether they pull up out front in a BMW or they need a pair of shoes because, and this happened two weeks ago, girl walking in the snowstorm, crying, screaming out loud, literally wailing out loud. And <clears throat> I knew her and I said, what's going on? And I realized as the words were coming out of my mouth, I looked down at her feet. She had flip-flops on and socks, flip-flops walking in a snowstorm two weeks ago when it was snowing, we were doing food pantry that day. Um, her feet were freezing, and we brought her in, put, her, put some heat on her, gave her some, some dry socks. We didn't actually have shoes. Gave her some dry socks, warmed her up, gave her some food, um, right back out the door. So we loved on her the way Jesus would have us love on her. But more importantly, we didn't, I didn't take the opportunity to ask her about Jesus that particular morning. And that's what people really need. You, me, someone who's hungry or someone who's not hungry need Jesus. So, so Jesus does offer us love and acceptance, but so we start out this journey, we're spiritually dead, we're separated from God, we can't do this. I was meeting with the men this morning, and in our meeting we were talking about the fact that, that we are not capable of making things right between us and God, as some folks in our world would like to think. And one of the men was sharing with me that, you know, it was frustrating to him to try to share this with folks who were basically good for, hey, we're all going to get to God this way. You know, some Buddhism, some pantheism, and and it was frustrating because he wants to tell them about, gee, he wants them to recognize that it just doesn't work that way. So, so yes, Jesus offers us love and acceptance, but we are separated from God eternally except for jesus christ we can't gloss over this move on our way towards church membership (coughs) and find out 20 years later that someone was uncertain because we did not share the gospel clearly with someone that we said we love i don't know there's a passage of scripture that does it as well as ephesians chapter 2 here but so this this point here this morning is the point of the whole morning and if you don't hear anything else you get tired you want to go to sleep Yes, Jesus loves you. There's no other way for you to be reunited with a holy and just God who loves you except through Jesus Christ. His shed blood on the cross, his death, burial, and resurrection to satisfy to satisfy a forgiveness for your sins is the only way for you and I to be right with God. The foundation, the basis of the church is Jesus Christ. Ephesians chapter 5 says he is the head of the church right amen we are the church the bride of christ so (laughs) jesus does offer us love and acceptance but we must be sure that when we say that when jaden told you about the woman that they prayed for their goal was for that woman to heal the gospel and love of jesus christ if she never got well they still wanted her to get saved god did a miracle of healing in her life to show himself large so that she to 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 enable her to come to christ But that's the way God chose to do that with her. So Jesus does offer you love and acceptance, and someone needs to hear that today. Someone, you may have been rejected. You may feel all alone in your life. You may feel that the most important people in your life have let you down. Jesus says, I will never leave you or forsake you. In salvation, he will lift you up. Your sins will be forgiven, and you'll be reunited with the God who loves you. So I didn't want to gloss over that like we all just assume that everyone's heard the gospel. Or maybe you've heard the gospel a hundred times, but today will be the day that God pierces your heart. Amen? Amen. (laughs) So next, of course we say, and we've been talking about it, fully developing followers of Jesus have a right relationship with God. And we've just talked about that. One, you become a new person. We see that in Ephesians 2, 1 through 5, right? You are a new creation, 2 Corinthians 5 says. Old things have passed away, and look, new things have come. Number two, you are given a new position. You're given a new position. He raised us up with him and seated us in the heavenly places. The reason that we are able to go before the God of the universe and come right into his presence is because of Jesus Christ. The Israelites had priests and altars and and offerings they had to make and they had to kill the animals. They had the priests go into the Holy of Holies uh, on their behalf. But because of Jesus Christ, you and I have the great privilege coming into the presence of God Almighty, the creator of the universe. Um, um, whenever we desire. I shared with the men this morning. Sometimes I take that lightly. I get to come into the presence of God Almighty. God Almighty, the creator of the universe. And I'm like, yeah, hey, God, thank you for the dinner. mm good. I'm going to eat this. I'm going to eat this good, whatever, whatever tonight. <clears throat> good bread, good meat, good Lord, let's eat. Oh, my gosh. No, I'm so ashamed of myself. Not you, because you don't do that. But how lightly do I take coming into and treating, treating, calling for the presence of God Almighty? Of course, the Holy Spirit is in me. I understand that. But what a privilege. going to come back before I keep going. And then thirdly, you see in Ephesians 2.10 that you develop new passions. I love this part. I like to do stuff. I'm task-oriented, so I have to be careful. But listen, for we are his workmanship. He is working this out in you, growing you, teaching you, building you into who he wants you to be, right? Created in Christ Jesus for good works, which were prepared beforehand so that we would walk in them. Walk, live that lifestyle, right? You guys remember pair of potatoes, right? Do any of you remember? None of you, Diane remembers pair of potatoes. Pair of potato, this idea, this work, I mean walk, is the sphere in which you live and where you go, so, so that we would walk in them. We would live a lifestyle of these good works in Christ Jesus. So I always say pair of potatoes, if you want to remember this idea, the Greek word for walk. You are living in this sphere. You are, you are in Christ Jesus. You are living this life of good works because of Christ Jesus, because you are his workmanship. God is creating this thing in you. That's what I get excited about. When God does this in a life of a believer and I get to be part of that believer's life, that's what I love. As a Christian, way before I was a pastor, as a follower of Jesus, that's what I liked. I was a student pastor for 15 years. There was no greater joy than to see young people and college students, uh, middle schools, crazy middle school students, high school and college students following Jesus. And I got to be part of that with them. Now I get to be part of that with you. Amen. And so and so we develop new passions. So we see in Acts chapter two, the scripture that was read, Ms. Janine, thank you for reading our scripture this morning. Fully developing followers of Jesus we see now um, have a right relationship with the church. So we're in right relationship with God. (laughs) We read the scripture in Acts chapter two in right relationship with the church. I would have loved to have been part of this church in Acts chapter 2. Acts chapter 1, the Holy Spirit is cut loose to do his work. Peter preaches this sermon, and I love this because he says, they said, oh, they were pierced to their hearts. What shall we do, Peter? What should we do? Peter said, repent and be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins, and you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. So as followers of Jesus Christ, we repent, we repent of our sins, we obey and follow Jesus in believers' baptism, and then in 42 through 47, and we could spend weeks here, I understand that, you'll be glad that I'm not going to today, we spend weeks in this one passage of scripture, but we see what the believers were doing here as they devoted themselves to this higher calling, and as they developed godly habits. And you'll see those in a minute, I skipped up a little bit. But what were they doing? They were continually devoting themselves to the apostles' teaching. They were studying the word of God. It says they had fellowship, they ate meals together, they prayed together, they felt this sense of awe. God was doing miracles through him. They even, they even took the things that they had, their income, their assets, and they used them to help one another out, whoever had a need. They were loving one another, meeting needs. But this idea that in the church, in the first local church, uh, these guys, these men and women, began to develop godly habits. Spending time daily reading God's word. Spending time with God daily in prayer. I begin, you begin to manage your time, talents, and treasures differently. Hey, this stuff isn't mine anymore. This job I have is a blessing from God. This income I have, yes, to feed my family, keep a roof over my family's head and my own head, but, but really now this income is surrendered to God. How does God want me to use my income? So all of this is taking place in the context of the early church. And so these men and women began to live together in, 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 in fellowship, having meals together, praying together, worshiping together, growing in the relationship with God together. So again, um, God was having his way. These men and women, many of whom Peter just preached a sermon, he said, hey, Jews, you know, you the guys, you people, you're the ones that hung Jesus on the cross you killed him you didn't believe him i mean peter i mean these guys were bold preaching the gospel right these men and women the bible says they were pierced in their heart you know even as a follower of jesus sometimes my heart is pierced when i recognize my own sinfulness sometimes in a very particular manner because i did something cruddy and i need to go to jesus for forgiveness but sometimes just in the general sense how good How good is a God that would send his own son, God also, to the earth to take on the form of a man, to suffer and to die on my behalf. And I am pierced over my sinfulness, not again for salvation, right? Because once we're saved, truly saved and a follower of Jesus, that that is not taken away, nor do I have to do it again. But I recognize living in this flesh, I still fall short. By the way, Jesus loved me this much when he saved me, and he still loves me this much. God's love for me and for you is not based on your behavior. Amen. Amen. A couple of y'all said, Amen, right? I saw a look on your face. No, just kidding. (laughs) So, so here, when we talk about church membership, my role is to, my my role is to come alongside other followers of Jesus, pray for you, love you, encourage you. As we meet in a building, in a community, To shine the light and the love of Jesus Christ out in the community so that other men and women and boys and girls in East Baltimore will become followers of Jesus Christ. So our goal and our purpose for existence is is laid out for us throughout the Bible. But today we're just talking about what happened here in Acts chapter 2 to go to other great passages of scripture at the end of Matthew when Jesus is talking to the disciples, right? And he gives them their marching orders that they're to go out into all the world and make disciples. Amen. And that's what God is calling us to do. And that's who he is calling us to be here at 24th and Greenmount, right? Or at the Garden Church on, on Utah Street, amen, in West Baltimore. And wherever God has planted or called his followers, to be to serve him so charlie all of that what about uh uh how do we close today what what is our purpose today we are going to take some next steps one most importantly if you heard the gospel if you heard jaden share earlier and you heard the gospel and you said you know what I believe in God I've been around church this is not an unfamiliar message to me but I have never surrendered my life to Jesus Christ let today be that day let today be that day if nothing else if no one else you God has you here today by divine appointment for you to become a follower of Jesus Christ for those of you who come to graffiti church regularly we are We are entering into a time of church membership. Um, We are making official some things that we have been doing uh, in recent years, but we are saying, hey, I I want to commit myself to be a member of the Church of Jesus Christ at Graffiti Church. And so that's what we're gonna be talking about these next four weeks. Each week, there will be something, each week for the next four weeks, there will be something on the chair um, that will be important and part of uh, understanding some things about being um, a, a part of God's church. Specifically, uh, we'll talk about even things like our um, our covenant. What we we talk about covenant relationship here a lot uh, in church membership. We enter into a covenant uh, with other believers. And a graffiti, we have a church. We will have we do have a church covenant. There are things we believe as followers of Jesus Christ that's called like our statement of faith. Many of you have seen that. You asked me about it. You said, hey, what do you guys believe? I don't want to come to some crazy church where y'all, you know, dancing on a roof on a full moon night. Um, some people, I mean, you may see that on Greenmount Avenue. You may, but it won't be me. But no, but we have this thing called a statement of faith, and we even post it on our website so people know that we're followers of Jesus Christ. Amen. But today, here's what I'm going to ask. you see today, um I filled out um I filled out just an interest card, a graffiti card, and I put my name and my address. We'll pretend I put my email and phone number on there. uh we would love to have a record of your birthday if you plan on sticking around. You don't have to put the year like like I did um, but then, at the bottom, you say, pastor, I really would like to talk about church membership and just write member at the bottom we say pastor i think i need to i'd like to talk to you about baptism in the coming weeks you know i've never been baptized when i was a baby and uh, you guys know i come from a catholic background so i was baptized as a baby when i surrendered my life to jesus christ uh, i was baptized again Uh, any of you know my story we were such bad kids there was another time i got baptized a third time right because I was just making sure. I thought maybe some of the dirt was still sticking. <laughs> I was just making sure. I, just making sure. I may have doubted my salvation a couple times in error. Uh, but uh, yeah, I, I've been baptized three times. I'm not suggesting that you need to do that. But uh, anyway, don't let me confuse things for you. Or you say, Pastor, you know, I, I really want to talk to you about Jesus. I, I'm just not sure that I'm a follower of Jesus. Please put that on there. Um, please put that on there. You can come and stick these in the offering box um, at the end of the service and nobody else will see them. Um, And uh, we're going to to continue in the coming weeks. Next week, we're going to talk about maturity, growing in faith together as a church family. And then the following week, uh, Brother Anthony is going to preach on third base on ministry. And uh, he's excited about that. He he slipped in here. He had to work this morning. Uh, And then week four... Uh, mission. And then following, uh, following these four weeks, we will make commitments to membership and um, we're going to uh, have some fun in celebration in February. Okay. Um, so f- again, uh, for our guests, thank you so much for being here. Uh, in just a moment, Morgan's going to come and she's going to lead us in worship. We'll close the service. Um, I will hang out up front Um, I will hang out up front if anyone would like to come for prayer.